Guys, I have the most exciting news in the world. It's so exciting. Dirty Girl now has merchandise. <laughs> yeah, baby. We have t-shirts. We got Dirty Girl masks. We got Dirty Girl stickers. We got Dirty Girl sweatshirts. We pretty much just stuck our logo onto a bunch of shit. And now you can buy it. Visit tpublic.com to shop our Dirty Girl merchandise. <laughs> link in bio, link in show notes, link everywhere. Yay! Merch! Hello, you've reached Dirty Girl Podcast. This is your host, Heather Ann Gottlieb. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> it's going fine. The world's on fire. It's great. Are you registered to vote? You better be. Vote liberal. Haha. <laughs> this week, we're actually talking about celibacy, which is fun and interesting. And I love that we ask for taboo secrets and Aaliyah called and she's like, my taboo secret is I'm not having sex. And I had a great time talking about it. It's actually something I considered doing for a while. And she said she's learning a lot about herself by doing it. It was a really great conversation. Um, audio quality is a little fuzzy just because, you know, we're in a pandemic. We're doing interviews over Zoom. So <laughs> bear with us, people. Please enjoy Aaliyah. She's great. I think that my one of my bigger taboo things right now that I'm going through is um, I'm actually celibate. And okay. it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like people look at me weird when I say that, especially people that know me because they know that like I'm a very sexual person and I like, it's something very, um, like touches my love language. So I feel like that's the thing I go to first, especially if like I need, uh, if, if I need, if I'm going through like a hard time or something and I feel like I need support, I'm all about like touch and stuff like that. And sometimes that does translate into sleeping with someone. And I found that like my patterns as I came out of some specific relationships and just even being single for a while, trying to work on myself, but still trying to like have fun, do me, go with what I want to do. Um, I felt like it was becoming not a crutch, but definitely like I was not um, being as respectful to myself sexually uh, because I couldn't like, I felt like I couldn't, um, what would be the word? Not separate because I could definitely separate it, but I couldn't, I needed to take it off the table in order to make sure that I was like in a clear space because sometimes I feel like I was just doing stuff to get a touch, you know, to get the connection. Um, even though maybe I didn't want the connection or the connection led to like other things that I shouldn't have been around or, you know, we've all, I feel like everyone's kind of has the same experience once in a while of, staying in a relationship because it gets comfortable and maybe I feel like sometimes I stayed in a relationship for sex and that's definitely like not where I'm trying to be with relationships so I have to take a step back and kind of decide what would be healthiest for me and my sexuality and the way I express it 
And um, yeah, I kind of came to this conclusion that in order to like be more authentic to myself, I have to like take something off the table for a while so that I can stay in my right. Like, so I have power over what I'm doing and I take second guesses as to like why I'm doing something. If that makes sense. Totally. Sorry, I didn't mean to ramble. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense to me. When, how long have you been celibate for? Um, well, I've tried it on and off. Um, I had a big breakup in 2016, right around the time I shaved my head, actually. And I kind of tried it then. And I had really good results as, as in concern to like healing and moving forward and like making sure that I was moving forward with it in not in like a healthy way and because I feel like sometimes I would um just band-aid the situation with another person uh if that makes sense which that is its own you know because then you involve other people in your healing process and that could also get messy or it was for me uh so that kind of helped me and I kind of fell off the bandwagon (laughs) When you like actually get approached by people who want to sleep with you and you want to sleep by them with them. And it's like, now you have to put it into practice (laughs) and it's a lot harder than it actually, like, I thought I was going to be cool with it. And I'd be like, cool, but no, it's really freaking hard. And (laughs) I'm still learning like how to balance shit out. And I don't know, I'm single right now. So it hasn't come up yet, but I know that that's going to probably in the future be an interesting conversation to share with someone that I like potentially want to date. That it's like, this is off the table right now and you're going to be okay with it or you're going to walk. So, Yeah. When, talk about some of the, uh, the times where the first time that you were challenged with actually putting into practice. Well, I kind of had a few, um, a few kind of messy interactions. Uh, I feel like I was kind of seen trying to, I was talking with someone and then we were kind of like chilling out, not really moving forward. So I was kind of like, okay, well you're doing you. So I'm going to do me. And then I brand like, I wanted to date and stuff like that because hello, that's just, you know, I love making connections with people and, so I started seeing um, another person, you know, in addition to them and nothing serious. And I'm pretty transparent with what I do. So try to tell her like what was going on and not wanting to have sex for a while. And then it just like didn't like I fell off of it because I'm so sexual that it's just like I didn't put my own boundaries in place. So then I kept breaking them, if that makes sense. And I did that twice. And then I kind of like took a step back uh, with two different people, which is, it's fine. It's not like it was that destructive to me, hopefully not them. Um, And there was a lot of communication and everything safe, of course. But I did find like that I didn't keep to it as well as I wanted to because I didn't have healthy boundaries in place with myself. And then a couple months later, I ended up hooking up with a dude, which is like, I'm a lesbian. So that when I'm hooking up with a dude, 
it's kind of like I'm even further for me, of course, just me. I'm further like I'm further running away from what I'm trying to like heal with. And I feel like I after hooking up with a dude, which it was totally fine. I hadn't hooked up with a dude in a really long time. And I feel like that was a learning experience for me because I have no freaking clue. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like um, sex talks with, or just uh, safe sex talks with women go way different than with men. And I was kind of surprised about the way the male handed it compared to the other women that I was talking to. Um, the women seemed really down and the dude was kind of like a little freaked out that I brought it up. And yeah. <laughs> so I was but like, this is, hmm. <laughs> how, so how was the conversation different with him? Um, well, I kind of started out, I always start out my conversations about sex, same, uh, safe sex, kind of the same, like it goes to, I, I kind of ask like, what are we looking for? What are you looking for out of this? Um, this is what I'm looking for. If that doesn't mesh, then that's okay. Uh, but if it does, then cool. And then I usually go on to say like, uh, this is the last time I was tested. I have my results. Um, I would like to see, do you get tested? I would like to see your results. Um, if that's okay with you and just to make it safe, uh, and usually, well, women in general are usually like, oh, yeah, here, here you go. Like, there's this and this. Um, or sometimes if they haven't gone checked in a while, um, they'll say like, oh, let me go get checked. I haven't been checked yet. Let me do that. And then we can revisit this conversation, uh, which is, I'm like, that is, that makes me always feel safe and shit. So, and it's, it's nice to like have other people in like also concerned about their health and your health as well and then with the dude um we were kind of talking about it and he like we were doing it over text and he stopped texting back <laughs> and I like tested him and I was like did I scare you and he said oh well, well yes you did scare me like <laughs> that's so crazy that I mean, it's not crazy. It's fully believable <laughs> that, yes. you know, but so was, did you end up hooking up with him again or? Oh no. I was like, um, that's my answer right there. Like, that's how I know that like, we're not supposed to be near each other because you, we have different views of health. And, um, the reason that I kind of talked about it with him in the first place was because I sort of started piecing together that he was sleeping with other people uh, which totally fine kudos to him uh but I am you know <laughs> concerned about my health in that respect so that conversation kind of weeded out anything that and again it's like placing boundaries right of of here let's meet here and if the person is too scared to even look at your boundary with a healthy attitude then like out we go with that
Hi everyone! How are we doing? Just dropping in your feed today to let you know that Dirty Girl now has merch! <laughs> we got so much merch! We got t-shirts, we have masks, we have stickers, we pretty much just stuck our logo onto a bunch of random shit and now you can buy it! Visit tpublic.com to shop our Dirty Girl merchandise and hurry because we are offering a 72-hour flash sale on everything and it's already been live for like a couple hours, so hurry. Link in bio, link in show notes, tpublic.com. Love you. You're the best. Yay! You, you mentioned when you started you know, deciding you were going to hook up with him, that it had, it was a learning experience. You hadn't hooked up with a guy in a very long time and yeah. you felt separated from you. Can you talk a little yeah. bit more about that? Well, I feel like, um, I feel like when I hook up with dudes, I'm in a very like specific place mentally. Um, and just like, maybe even in life, like I'm not really looking for much um, partnership wise. Uh, and I'm kind of just looking for like sex or not even sex, just um, messing around or having fun. And it's kind of weird because, you know, you have to be always open with people and saying like, I'm a lesbian. This isn't gonna, like, if you have any other, if you have any other wants than just sex, like I can't help you with that because that's not going to work. But I also have to, I have to be respectful in finding when I approach a dude that I want to hook up with or whatever, um, that they're, that I'm doing it from like also a very like safe for them because I don't want to, I don't want to lead people on. I don't want to, especially like a dude, I don't really need like, to be getting some dude, I don't know, like the wrong idea that I'm looking for something other than just sex. And I feel like that's, I feel like we hear that a lot, right? Men just want just sex. That's it most of the time and blah, blah, blah. I feel like we're fed that to a certain extent. Um, and it's, that's not the case. Like men want more, of course, because that's, hello <laughs> you again like human that's life and that also has to do with conversations and like I feel like when I'm looking for a dude um it's kind of like a dominating thing for me if that makes sense because I have like being a lesbian I know I'm not I'm not gonna get feelings for them so it's kind of it's a little bit like on the more dominant side of my personality, my sexuality to seek out a dude because I'm in a much more control of the situation, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. I personally know I won't, there's this level of, I mean, I, I love dudes. I have the like close dude friends and stuff like that, but I know that there's this level that I'll never, I won't like grow deeper feelings for them if that makes sense so when I am hooking up with a guy it's purely sexual and that's fine but it's also like 
I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's also like it could be a protection uh, mechanism for me because I don't want anything emotional. So I've come to realize that like also when I'm looking for dudes to hook up with, it means that I'm like closing myself off from meeting someone emotionally and like actually being a vulnerable to people. Yeah, totally. That is like the deeper uh, part of it. Yeah. It's like an unconscious control thing. mm -hmm, Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. I used to, one of my old patterns was seeking people that were blatantly emotionally unavailable and explicitly. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, it was like, well, like that's fine, but you know, but why don't you love me? It was clearly they were very honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was a control thing, knowing that it couldn't get any more intimate than that, and be feeling a sense of safety in that. Yes, I think there is a a certain amount of safety when you know that, like, you might. Yeah, like you said, like going after partners who aren't um, available emotionally, you do, there is like this safe space of like, oh, I'm used to that. I can handle that. Like I can keep giving, I can keep showing them how much I care or stuff like that. And we usually know the outcome, right? We Mm -hmm. usually know that like, so it's a, kind of a self-sabotaging. Um, Absolutely self-sabotaging <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I feel like hooking up with dudes for me is sort of self-sabotaging because I can kind of like get away with it, but also it closes me off like emotionally. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's another like, <laughs> it's a whole other thing on the, underside of the the surface level totally what is something that celibacy has taught you um celibacy has actually taught me a ton about myself and what the way I express my own sexuality like I feel like uh, when people are celibate we usually get the mental picture of like this fruity person who like maybe doesn't is like super goody two shoes maybe doesn't is too scared to have sex or stuff like that I mean I grew up in Catholic school so there's always like they taught abstinence not like actual sexual health which is just that's its own problems (laughs) but Mm -hmm. you're it's drilled into our heads for so long that it's kind of like I feel like at least for Catholic school kids, we get like this aversion to it. Like it's fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. And so I feel like there is a negative stigma sometimes with uh, celibacy or abstinence or stuff like that, because maybe it feels like you're not being free enough or um, you're maybe like, uh, does that make sense? Yeah. There's a guilt to it, which for me, there's not. Um, it's more of like, a, I think of it as a time that I'm setting aside for myself 
to know myself so well and know my own sexuality so well that like when I am ready for a partner, um, I have a complete and full understanding of myself, my wants, my needs, just sexually in a relationship, um, being my own uh, individual person, because I feel like those are all strong base bases to like build a good foundation for myself and then growing with a partner potentially in the future if that's where I find myself and I feel like celibacy has taught me that it's not about what other people want it's about what I want and like I get to be selfish and I I can still um respect my my own wants my own needs uh fully by myself without a partner so like I feel like I've gained some sexual knowledge of myself and kind of being selfish and it's kind of nice <laughs> I love that because I don't have to answer to anyone I don't have to give anyone else an orgasm just me <laughs> there you go and I feel like especially coming from um you know Catholic school you're always told don't masturbate bullshit bullshit blah 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 um I feel like that's totally the other that's the opposite of like what celibacy is for me like it's all about learning about me and just me and then some when someone else comes along a different need other than sexual at first that because it's still my decision right and it's still like I feel like sometimes um especially coming from someone sorry trigger warning like sexual abuse that I've been went like dealt with in my life um it made me feel like I didn't have control of uh my sexuality sometimes or the way I express myself and I feel like celibacy has taught me that I'm in complete control because it's my way and it's my wants and my needs and then you can evolve it into partnership or you don't have to that's what's really good about it and selfish. And I'm super into being selfish right now. Love it. So here for that. <laughs> if that makes sense. When so you- I, I didn't think you were expecting to like, for me to be like, my taboo sex thing is I'm not having sex. No, I think it's great. It's super interesting. <laughs> and there was a time I was considering doing it uh, yeah. three years ago. Um, cause I had a pattern of, I don't know if I was sex, I wouldn't know. I don't think I could like call it sex addiction, but definitely not every time I was having sex, mm-hmm. there were times where I just wanted to be held, mm-hmm. you know, like I just want, I had some other need and the yeah. only way I knew how to feel that closeness was just this meaningless sex with people that really didn't care about me. Yeah. And I had made it my New Year's resolution to save sex till the third date, which is like really not that tall of an order. But for me, it was a huge deal. And, Mm. you know, the the one person I tested it out with, I've been with him for over two years now. So. Hey. (laughs) It worked. Yeah. (laughs) 
but yeah. I mean, uh, and that's what's great is you kind of got to choose your own version of it. Like, yeah, everyone has their own version of like, eh, maybe the third, eh, maybe a month in, maybe 10 months in, maybe till marriage, maybe not. Like, you can kind of tailor it to your needs. Yeah, before it was very much like, I'm kind of horny, sex is going to happen. And having no space to think what other things are happening in my psychology that I may just be using a, you know, a Band-Aid for with it. Yes. I've definitely had that um, conversation with myself as well. Just having to like sort out, like you said, it's not addiction, but it's not also like the healthiest way of like, needing it or or uh the healthiest way of when I wanted to do it it wasn't like the best yeah. way and it wasn't coming from a place of self-respect for me yeah kind of like a coping mechanism yes <laughs> like I could which I could post I could explain it away as being sex positive and being in my own sexuality, which was true, but Mm -hmm. not every single time. There were plenty of times Mm -hmm. where I just did it because I was sad or I did it because X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah, I totally understand that. That's pretty spot on with my um, experience as well. Because it's, I don't know, I consider myself a feminist and I'm like, yes, go, fucking go get the dick or whatever you want I don't know (laughs) like sometimes you just want your pussy licked and I get that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I too want that (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) it wasn't like yeah every time I'm not like you said I it wasn't totally terrible every time or I wasn't coming at it from like an unhealthy space every time but then the times where it was there it was pretty detrimental I feel like to my healing and I felt like I took some steps back and I'd kind of be like oh I was just here what the fuck how did I end up here like yeah hmm another girl who doesn't really give a shit about me hmm why do I keep choosing this yeah (laughs) what am I (laughs) and it yeah I went to therapy and I was like I I have this pattern and I can see it's a pattern but like I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do about it you know how do I get out of it oh no you froze oh there you are sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah just saying that when I went to therapy for the first time I was aware I was in a pattern but I had no concept of why or how to stop it and fear that if I stopped it then I didn't have anything in me that people would come to. Mm. You know? That's a really, yeah, that's a valid, like, fear. Because it is kind of like you're exchanging energies with someone. And that is, like, you are being somewhat vulnerable um, in that moment, no matter if you can, you know, no matter what it means to you in that moment, you're still like exchanging energy with someone and 
it is kind of for me as well I, I did have some thoughts of like well if I don't do this or act on this that I want to why would anyone date me anyways mm-hmm. and that's also not a healthy place to be at sexual like sexually for me um and for you it sounds like you had a what did your just curious what did your therapist say to that when you when you talked about um I mean essentially what I brought in was like I don't know what's I saw it as something is inherently wrong with me you know Mm -hmm. no matter who I date they you know we sleep together it starts out casual then eventually Mm -hmm. I want something more and they don't and Mm -hmm. uh, consistently yeah and I don't, and I took it as like something is inherently wrong with me. Yeah. I, you know, I'm unlovable. And, you know, part of it was the people I was choosing were very obviously not interested and not, and it's, and sometimes they would even tell me like, this is just sex. And I thought that's what I just wanted. But then there were times where I was, I wanted just connection or to feel held or to feel whatever. And so I went to sex. And so it was filling these other needs that, and it really wasn't filling it, but you know, in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Uh, So I had to learn to recognize all the times that I slept with someone for the wrong reason. And then pretended it was, you know, me just being sexually positive, sex positive, which Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. again, like, again, I still am. Like, I think (laughs) people should fuck whoever they want, whatever they want. But Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, it was, it wasn't always healthy. Yeah, that's fair. And it's, it does kind of feel like you're being, or you're not being sex positive when you're like putting all these stipulations on it and making all these like I don't know putting it into a little box and trying to like make it work I don't know I feel like yeah you don't want to make anyone else feel like they're making the wrong decisions for yourself and whenever I tell someone I'm celibate I always have like this slight fear that I don't know that I I would hope I wouldn't make anyone else feel like weird about it or something because People get people have um, assumptions, obviously, when something when you tell them something like that, and um, it's kind of like coming out as a vegetarian or like a vegan. Like, <laughs> okay. which I am a vegetarian, so I kind of like it's kind of the same way as I tell people like I'm a vegetarian, or people get like, oh well, you know, you need protein and you need this. And you need that. And it's like, okay, that's, thank you so much for letting me know. I'm still going to be a vegetarian to, to like today and tomorrow. <laughs> thank you for your concern. Yeah. I feel like it's the same like celibacy thing. Like, I don't really care that you're eating meat. I just want to be a vegetarian. <laughs> and like, totally. I feel like it's kind of the same with celibacy. People, I've gotten some people kind of like, how are you gonna you know how are you gonna know if you're compatible with your partner or how do you know like all this stuff 
and I'm not there yet, so I don't have answers for that, but it is kind of like, well, you can keep eating meat and I'm just going to be a vegetarian for now and <laughs> we'll yeah. move on with, <laughs> like when we get there, we'll get there and I'll deal with it from there for my own healthy, like my own health, my own sexual health. It's interesting um, when people do things like that, they make a choice that mm-hmm. affects someone else's worldview and then they don't know how to handle it. So they kind of control you or try to yes. rationalize or, yeah. I completely agree with that. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, you no, know, people, yeah. <laughs> if you had one thing to say to someone who was considering trying celibacy, what would you say? I would say say hmm I would say really dig really dive in deeper to yourself and ask yourself why you want to abstain from it because if it's any if it's anything other than your want you're doing it for the wrong reason uh because I feel like sometimes it's a family thing or a religious thing or uh, like maybe someone's nervous. uh, So they just want to wait or, you know, maybe they have uh, maybe shame around sex, uh, depending on the person's experience and stuff like that. And I think that if someone's considering celibacy, you have to, like they would have to ask themselves, what do I want out of being celibate? And what, how do I, how do I want to grow in this time frame that I'm giving myself, whether it's three weeks or 30 years, what do I want to achieve from making this decision and sticking to it? Because I feel like also sticking to it is half the battle, at least for me it is. I feel like I'm constantly testing, like, I don't know, I'm a Libra. So I fall in love with <laughs> some a pretty woman walks by and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so like for me, it's about um, choosing myself first. And if someone was doing it other than choosing yourself and what you want, I would say they'd have to think a little more about that. That makes sense. Mm. Thank you so much to Aaliyah for coming on this week and sharing your experience. I learned a lot. I thought it was really insightful. Uh, if anybody else has tried celibacy and learned something, please email us at dirtygirlpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we like finally launched our website. It's like not a big deal, but it's a really big deal. So you can check it out at dirtygirlpodcast.com, baby. We love you. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. 